Trumos, Perak Dalad, Mishnah Gimel, 4.3, an important fundamental Mishnah regarding Trumos. We had said in the past that Midah Oraisa, according to the Torah, there is no requisite amount, minimum amount, for giving Truma. One could give a single grain of wheat, and that could exempt the entire harvest of wheat from further Truma giving. Um, however, there is a Shear Midah there is an amount that the rabbi specified, and our mission will discuss the rabbinic requirements for taking truma. Um, you might want to ask the question why the famous Mishnah we say every day that El Devar Mishnah and the the following things I'm going to shiur, and why is truma not listed in that list? Uh, it's a good question. We'll discuss it in a subsequent Mishnah um, when we get into more facts that are relevant. But here we say that shiur truma, the required amount to give for truma, if you're giving truma midurabanan, Depends. Ein yafa, if you're a, a generous person, literally means if you have a kindly eye, echad me'arba'im, it's one fortieth. That means for every 40 barrels of whatever it is, you'll give one as truma. Beishame omrim mishloshim. Beishame say no. They say it's not one out of 40, but one out of every 30. Again, we're focusing on the denominator here of the, of the fraction. So he says one out of every 30, which means that he's being more strict or more generous, if you will, Beishamah is. But we go with Beishamah, of course. Vabainonis, if you're a regular person, so then, Mechamishim, you have one out of every 50. So that's 2%. Vahara, if you are, literally it means, and the bad one, but not referring to a bad person necessarily, we're talking about a person who has sort of a stingy eye, not very generous. That person, Mishishim, he gives one out of every 60. Beis Shama will actually hold that the measures are one in 30 if you're generous, one in 40 if you're average, and one in 50 if you're stingy. But the Allah is like Beis Hillel, that you give uh, one in 50 for the average person. Halach um, we certainly possibly Beis Hillel, that it, it's a, an average person should give one. Um, part in 50, 2%, but with the two important caveats. The first is Bismana Zeh, nowadays, since anyways, the Kohanim eat nothing, it goes they're telling me they can't eat this food as Truma, because they're Tamim, and they're, that being the case, uh, one is permitted, Shulchan Aruch Paskins, to give even just a little tiny amount as Truma, for Truma Gadola, since it won't be eaten anyways, um, like the Rambam, and that's fine. But if that wouldn't have been the case, meaning if the, if the Kohanim were available to eat, so then the halacha lamais would be one fiftieth as the average person. But even then, we're only talking about foods that must be tithed midoraisa. So we said there's a big machlokus as to Brishonum as to which types of foods are obligated in truma giving. Uh, the pasuk just specifies grain, oil, and wine, and that might be the full extent of the obligation. Some add the seven species, meaning in addition to grain, which is wheat and barley, and oil, which is olives and wine, which is grapes, that add um, figs, pomegranates, and dates. The Rambam Paskins, that all tree fruits are obligated in uh, Midoraisa, in Truma, and therefore it's just vegetables, Yerakos, that are Midorabanan. But whatever is not included in the Doraisa, Halacha one could give Lacharchila one-sixtieth and be not be considered to be stingy. Fine. 
the Mishnah continues on and says a funny question. What happens if you recall that when you take truma, you're supposed to estimate it? You're not supposed to measure exactly. So what happens if it turns out that you thought you were giving, you know, one fiftieth, but you ended up giving one sixtieth or whatever the case may be? So the Mishnah says, Taram valabiyado echad meshishim. If a person took truma and he intended to take, let's say, one fiftieth, but he ended up taking one sixtieth. So then truma, what he did is binding and effective, and that's that. There's no reason to go back and take additional food as truma. Now, if he wants to, well, it's a little kind of too bad. And if he does, Chazer Vahosif, if he goes and gets more um, food to designate as truma, well, that second batch he took, calling it truma, is actually not truma really at all. And since it's totally exempt from the obligation of truma, um, it will be obligated Chayav Vahmaistras, it'll have to be tied properly, meaning you have to take Maiserishon, Maiserishani, whatever the case may be, from that gift that would be going to the Kohen because you're giving him actually Tevel, otherwise, you're not giving him truma because you can't call it truma, it's too late. On the other hand, if if when you you intended to take, let's say you, you you thought you had fifty barrels, so you designated one to be truma, and then after you separated that one, you discovered that you had another eleven barrels hiding behind the shed, so you had a total of sixty-one barrels. Therefore, one for sixty-one is insufficient. So then, truma, what you separated the first barrel is indeed truma, but now you have to go back. you must go back and take additional truma. And you should take the amount of truma that you're accustomed to normally taking. I mean, you shouldn't just now go to 160th. If it's your thing to take 150th always, you should make the supplemental contribution to the Kohen and, and now get back to the full 150th amount. Now, when it comes to that, that second supplemental taking of truma. So while we said that when it came to the first taking of truma, it's disallowed, one should not measure precisely how much he's taking. It should be done based on an estimation, a best guess. And if he misses the mark and he's, he's off, it doesn't matter. But now that he's going to... And that tithing, that truma separation, done by estimation, would fulfill his biblical obligation, his derived obligation to take truma. But when it comes to this second supplemental one to get the fact that he now discovered he had 11 more barrels and he's take now, you know, the whatever, one-fiftieth of that amount um, of 11 to supplement what he took before, now, since that's only totally rabbinic in nature, he is allowed, and he, he, he can, and perhaps even should, um, take the midah of a mishkal, of a minyan, he should get a precise 11 fiftieths, or whatever the case may be, um, of truma to, to be mashlim, to do hashlama, to do a supplement, to bring up to his full uh, required amount. Because that taking the only under a button, that's fine. Rabbi Huda says, listen, since that second supplemental taking anyways is just to Rabbanan, he's going to say there another rule is relaxed. The normal rule is, and we said this previously, there's a rule that when you take truma, it should be minha mukaf. That is to say, if you're tithing multiple things, like multiple piles of grain or whatever it is, they should be next to or touching one another, sufficiently close to one another. Definitions of, of mukaf are not for now. Um, we'll discuss in Chala. But be that as it may, the point is that's a rabbinic requirement. It works, but you have it if you take it in a minimum not from stuff that's close together, but you shouldn't l'chachila. So since that's just a rabbinic requirement, and since anyways the second tithing is just rabbinic, uh, totally, Rabbi Yehuda says, af shalom minamukaf. There's no need for you to take that second supplemental truma separation from mukaf, from grains that are close one to the other, not necessary at all, says he. However, the lacha is not like him, meaning the halacha is that one for that supplemental taking of truma may do a precise measuring, 
of the supplement, but he should do its minamukov only from whatever he's tithing being close together one what he's taking on behalf of the other stuff.